Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss current events in the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We can't discuss all of the headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So when I was scrolling through Facebook, looking at your amazing trip in New Zealand, suddenly I come across you going skydiving (laughs) and I had the best laugh of the week looking at your face in those photos and just knowing like, hmm, that's a smile, but uh, she looks sick to her stomach underneath. (laughs) There's fear in those eyes. (laughs) There was immense fear and I was in New Zealand 10 years ago in my 20s, and I went bungee jumping then. I remember being incredibly excited about it. And as I have aged, I feel like my tolerance for these kinds of activities just has decreased yeah. And, you know, decreased and decreased. So one of the activities like skiing and snowboarding, I have never skied, never snowboarded. I remember I used to want to do that when I was in high school and in college and even in my 20s. But I have passed the point of having any desire to go skiing and snowboarding. So I think I will never ski or snowboard ever in my life. I have become an après ski person. Like I will absolutely... <laughs> be waiting in the lodge next to the fire with a cocktail, waiting for the skiers to come back. But that is just not on my list anymore. So when the opportunity came up to go skydiving in New Zealand, I'm like, you know what? I still have a part of me that would like to do this. So I'm going to take advantage of it. I am so, so scared, but I'm just going to, to face my fear because I feel like, um, I try to do that as much as possible just to get over that fear muscle, I guess you can call it. Um, I I find situations where I can really work on being brave, whether that's, you know, public speaking or, you know, taking different kinds of risks. In this case, skydiving was it. Like it was the perfect opportunity for me to be brave because I feel like it was something where once you do it, you kind of feel almost invincible and your confidence level just really shoots up. No, I'm also the kind of person who goes to the bakery section of Publix when I'm really hungry because I want to work my willpower muscle. I will walk (laughs) through and smell the pastries and not buy anything. Like I am that kind of person. I'm strong. (laughs) I am strong. So... Um, my hands were so sweaty putting on the jumpsuit. I'm just like, my heart is pounding. Um, and I did of course buy the video and photo package because I'm like, if I'm going to do this, it might be the only time I do it. And I want, I need evidence that I, I did go through this. And so one thing that I always thought to myself when I saw people's photos going skydiving is the ripples in their cheeks. Do you remember? So I have, if you guys know what it look like, I have very round cheeks. And so I'm just they're like, amazing. they're yes. going to have the biggest ripples. And I want to avoid that as much as possible. I don't want ripples. <laughs> so um, one of the tips they gave us, they said, the, the way to look the best you can is to smile. And so... <laughs> 
That is why. It's like a maniac. <laughs> and that's why, as I'm getting ready to like, as the tandem diver is ready to like jump off the plane, I have a smile plastered to my face as I'm like, I need to make sure I don't get ripples in my cheeks. So if I wasn't screaming in the photo, I was smiling. Um, yeah just so I could get as good of a photo as possible. And I'm happy to say it works as I have no ripples in my face in the photos. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed about that because I want to see some <laughs> Teresa cheek ripples. <laughs> oh my gosh. But after I, I, I was out of the plane before I could even, you know, before I could even count to three, there was no counting. I was the second one out of the plane and I was just out of there before I knew it. I was like, oh my God, I'm now falling through the air. So... I would do it again in the right you setting. Would. I would do it again. It makes me feel a little queasy just thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, the thing for me is that it was in Queenstown. So the scenery was just so beautiful. I would not skydive here in Florida. Florida's beautiful, but it's not like mountain range beautiful. So I feel like in the right setting with beautiful landscapes, I would do it again. I feel like. I would either one, just black out like I do when I do any type of public speaking. I would just like totally black out or I would be one of those people that keeps passing out oh. to make the most <laughs> hilarious video. Just <laughs> and, then, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. and then wake up and scream some more and pass out again. Yeah. Well, I had all these plans of yelling out like this one pit bull line that has been going around. Um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it goes, life is not a waste of time. Time is not a waste of life. Yes. So let's stop wasting time, get wasted and have the time of our lives. Like that was what yes. I was thinking in my head. I'm like, I'm going to yell it out. Did not even get a chance. Did not even get yeah. a chance to do that. <laughs> Too much screaming, Too which much is screaming. partly partly why we didn't have a podcast last week because I wasn't feeling the greatest. And then Teresa's like, I like blew up I my shot lungs, my lungs, my throat. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. So it was the screaming from skydiving. But yeah. it was, I'm so glad I said yes. And Hashtag so worth it. It, it was, it was really worth it. Yeah. Really worth it. Amazing. Well, this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. First on our list is an article from Travel Age West by Emma Weissman. What's shaping traveler behavior in 2024, according to international suppliers. So this is as close to a crystal ball as we're going to get for <laughs> insights into 2024. Um, one of the things they found is that travelers are seeking accommodations for remote work. So people working from home still, and I think that's gonna be going to be just something that is part of our work identity now. Um, it's just finding accommodations for remote work and what they know, what they're calling leisure, blending business and leisure travel together. They said 89% of those surveyed see a desire from travelers for flexible spaces that allow for remote work and nearly half, 44%, are asking for business amenities in their accommodations. The majority of these suppliers are rising to meet the demand with 64% offering packages that will accommodate a four-day work week and 59% offering promotions that allow for remote work throughout the client's entire trip. We know all about this, right? Because we always have leisure. Yes. Most of our trips, if any, like 
probably none, mostly none for me. I'm always working on a trip. And even the he who should not be named Airbnb specifically has like dedicated workspace. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something you see more and more. It allows for slow travel. I love it to just go get settled into a place, get my workstation all set up and just know that I can get what I need done. I'm a morning person. So I try to get up early, knock out what I need to knock out and then go enjoy the rest of the day. And because so many people now work, can work remotely, mm-hmm. that's that's the trend now. Right. We're trendsetters. Basically. Um, and <laughs> before you go any further, I forgot to mention that the survey results are from the Travel Providers Insight Report. And the people that they survey um, include destination management companies, accommodation providers, and tour operators in Australia, Italy, Japan, and South Africa. Yep. Another thing they are saying is that booking windows will lengthen and consumers are favoring flexible options. So because they're blending the work and the leisure, they need flexibility and they're looking for suppliers who offer that. 46% of those surveyed have seen an increase in advanced planning and are anticipating more requests for early check-in, 57%. Late checkout, 45%, and waived cancellation and change fees, 52%. They find that consumers are also shifting toward experiential or slow travel. So travelers are going to shift toward non-traditional tourism, the report finds, with 89% of travel providers, especially those based in Australia and Italy, seeing an uptick in interest in experiential travel and 72% seeing longer stays while in destination, a phenomenon known as slow travel. Providers in South Africa, 86%, and Italy, 84%, are seeing a larger slow travel boost when compared to last year, but 84% of providers believe this trend will only continue to grow. Colin Smith, VP uh, and General Manager of Travel for Flywire, he's quoted as saying, Our research into travel providers around the world shows that as we head into 2024, consumers are likely to continue to prioritize investing in unique experiences as providers prepare for an increase in bookings. Um, He also says, as travelers skew traditional off-the-shelf packages, providers are offering experiences that match travelers' expectations for immersive, personalized trips. I was just listening to a presentation by, I think, Hilton, where they mentioned that they have a new like product line coming out and the the what they're looking for is or what they're gearing it towards is 20 plus night stays and my eyes kind of popped out of my head like i don't see a lot of people wanting to go to one hotel for 20 plus nights but obviously that is what the market is saying or they wouldn't be creating that mm-hmm. product yeah Next is sustainability is no longer a nice-to-have component of travel. So their insights reveal that customers are prioritizing sustainable travel more than ever. 84% of providers believe sustainability is a determining factor in how clients plan trips. 82% have seen an increase in demand for eco-conscious options over the past few years. And 42% say clients are actively asking about their product sustainability options. This is one thing that I bring up now in my discovery calls because I am kind of changing over my niche in terms of destinations into areas outside of Europe. But I feel Mm -hmm. like if I do have 
the clients that meet my criteria for me booking Europe for them, I bring up sustainability in the conversation. Um, so one of the things that I've mentioned is that we work with companies that prioritize sustainability, whether that is environmental and or social. Um, they pay their workers a fair wage. You know, they do ethical animal related activities, whether that is, you know, a sanctuary versus, you know, riding elephants, things like that. Like they, we work with sustainable and ethical suppliers. Because of that, the overall pricing will not be the cheapest because they do invest in sustainable initiatives, both environmentally and socially. So you will find cheaper options online. Like I tell them you will, we're not going to offer the cheapest option. You're going to find cheaper options online. We are just confident that the suppliers that we work with also meet our values as as it pertains to sustainability. And so with that, I'm like, if that is okay with you, you know, we are a good fit. And of course, yeah. no one's going to say, you know, forget sustainability. We don't care. Yeah. We want to destroy the earth. No one's going to say that. But I feel like it puts them in a different headspace to be able to to be able to travel with a mindset of also giving back versus yeah. taking. And it also allows them to self-select out if. Like, like that's not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. I just want the cheapest and they're not going to yeah. move forward with you and you won't waste any time. Right. Exactly. And I want to work with clients who do hold the same values um, when it comes mm-hmm. to sustainability. You know, like it's important because that's how we can continue doing our jobs is to have these destinations continue to be successful. That's right. Last step is suppliers want easy payment solutions. So the report found that travel suppliers have several wish list items when it comes to paying for travel. 80% of suppliers wish their outgoing payments, including travel agent commissions, were easier to handle. And nearly all, 83%, believe clients will be more satisfied if international partners could accept payments in the client's own currency. Makes sense. Yep, that would be amazing. And also having a payment link versus calling in. I try to work with suppliers who have the very convenient payment link where I can just make the payment myself. Um, But sometimes there are suppliers that I love where I'm like, can you please just make a payment link? I don't want to have to call in every time. So hopefully they'll work on that. I actually just discovered yesterday Viking offers like a 3% discount if you pay with an e-check. And so usually I have to get on the phone with my clients and do it in real time. But I don't want to collect their actual checking account information. So I right. just do it in real time. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the first time I went in to make a final payment and they had kept the information on file. So it was way easier. Mm-mm. So that was a, surpri- a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. Convenience. Surprise. Yes. My I feel like we're always That's expecting the worst. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Our next article is from Travel Weekly, and the headline is, From Swingers to Swifties, There's a Cruise for Every Theme. The, it goes into detail about how Jessica Mallerman, or Mallerman, a travel advisor with North Carolina-based Marvelous Mouse Travels, put together a tra- uh, Taylor Swift-themed cruise. And we've seen lots of different themed cruises. So this article gets into a little bit about how to find them and also 
how to create them. She obviously was brilliant. She was thinking, I would love to, she wanted to go to the Miami Eras Tour concert. And she was trying to think how to launch a girls cruise to go with it. And she ended up launching a sailing called In My Cruise Era. It went viral. Her 50 room block sold out. So they went for another 50 rooms and they ended up with 200 cabins, actually. It says rooms, but I should say cabins. And they had thousands of inquiries. She said, it's overwhelming. As a travel agent, you're used to building these intimate connections with people and really making personalized vacations with people. So the fact that we can create a vacation that so many people can relate to and say, you know, this is going to be an amazing experience for me is really awesome. She added that she hopes to add more cruises that appeal to Swift's fans in the future. Travel advisors who put together themed or group sailings said that Swift themed sentiment taps directly into the secret ingredient for a successful offering, passion for something, whether it's an artist, a lifestyle, or self-improvement. This is one example of how people are always searching for community. And when they find community, they want to be able to grow that. Um, you know, how many knitting groups are there? Book clubs, you know, yeah. things like that. And square dancing, <laughs> square dancing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, in looking at this, I kind of laugh because um, if you know me, you know, my love for Pitbull, like Pitbull had his Pitbull after dark cruise with NCL for two years and then they yeah. stopped doing that. So he would do a concert on the ship and then he'd do a concert on the beach. And of course, Taylor Swift is not going on this cruise. However, if you can find like a local celebrity, like a local DJ, because I know that Celeste Peters, also TPI agent, the Caribbean yep. queen, that's how she grows her group business. She doesn't do it via cruises. She does it at all inclusives. She'll go with local DJs who have a huge fan base and they will travel together as a group to the resort and be able to hang out with people who have the same love of that particular DJ. So in this article, they have listed things like um, headbanger music, cats. I know Sherry Cavlin does like a cat. Lover's Cruise, I think. She does? I didn't know she She does. I remember when I first met her, I was like, that was the one thing I remember that stood out. And there's wine, bridal fashion shows, Comic-Cons, yoga, you know, all these things. Um, I remember seeing a Golden Girls one. So you can literally find a group around any topic. There's a photo here of some kind of... uh, wrestling event Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea I mean that sounds like a great time for wrestling fans um but this article also gets into how to get theme cruises done Yep. It says that theme sailings have become more important to cruise lines and Norwegian understood the value of theme cruises early on and built or they acquired Sixth Man's Festivals at <laughs> Sixth Man Festivals at Sea. That's a tough one, which for two decades has built theme crews and land experiences to bring bands and fans on vacation together. This year, parent company NCL created the Experiences at Sea division to build unique experiences by blending Sixth Man with its charters, meetings, and incentives department. These have become much more important to the company. 
And despite, be, despite being a small piece of the business overall, it's important grows as the company's three brands build capacity that need to be filled. That was actually a quote by Neil Brody, Senior Director of Charters, Meetings and Incentives. We used to focus on just the hardware, and now we're focusing on what we think people will care about the most, which is experiences. Company-wide, NCLH has blocked off at least 100 nights each year for theme, charter, and incentive sailings, offering them a better rate than if they were booking a regular sailing. Sixth Man aims to create immersive festival destination experiences by finding the most passionate fan bases, said Jeff Quellard, Vice President of Events, Marketing, and Community. He said that the group looks for the kind of artists and interests that inspire tattoos and passionate discussions on Reddit and attract people who buy merchandise, attend shows, and listen to podcasts about that artist or topic. So I feel like if you could have a light bolt or lightning bolt idea like Jessica did about this era's cruise, that it could really grow beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. I mean, another one they mentioned here is the Hallmark Channel Christmas yeah. cruise out of my Yeah. <laughs> the Hallmark Channel approached six men about teaming up for the ceiling, which is centered around the holidays and will feature actors from the films and probably more Christmas trees on one ship than the entire Norwegian fleet combined. <laughs> And the sailing was fully booked in 12 hours. It's insane. Like, if you can find such a loyal fan base, I mean, you could really, really get on to a themed cruise, you know. And they also list here how you can find themed cruises. Yeah. So the website is uh, themecruisefinder.com. Very straightforward. There's too many S's and THs in the names of these things. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> Sixth Man, <laughs> Festival at Sea, Theme Cruise Finder. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was one theme cruise that um, our celebrity BDM, Dave, had mentioned a while ago. Um, on their newer ships, they actually have some kind of brewery or beer tap um, yeah. what's it called beer tap kind of place and he said that they could if you had a brewery with a large fan base do a group where that brewery can bring on kegs of their beer and they could tap them and so beer lovers of a particular brewery can absolutely get their favorite beers on their sailing and sail with other fans so that's another idea that people could very clever could look into yeah and speaking of tapping it says tapping the value of community advisors can also tap into the demand for clients who may not be able to easily travel with the masses for health reasons maureen base co-founder of celiac cruise says the demand for feeling normal and safe is important and actually one of our fellow tpi advisors also does like river cruise charters that are gluten-free Mm-hmm. She said, or Maureen said, her family long enjoyed cruising but struggled to travel or eat at restaurants after her then four year old son was diagnosed with celiac disease. Not trusting is how we enter dining situations, she said. Her son, who would get sick if he ate food containing gluten, had to watch everyone else at the table be served their food while the kitchen carefully and more slowly made his. And she said, the wait for him was an agonizing reminder that you're different. Life is not how it used to be, was in your face. So that experience inspired her to start Celiac Cruise with travel advisor. Oh, 
Connie Saunders, that's who I was referring to. (laughs) She's the founder and CEO of Total Travel and Events. Together, they have hosted six cruises this year that have a kitchen and dining space exclusively for preparing gluten-free food. Being given an entire menu that caters to their dietary restrictions brings guests a sense of normalcy. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Last on our list is an article from Travel Age West from our friend Ken Shapiro. Uh, And this one talks about the niches and destinations that performed well for advisors in 2023 and will likely do so again in 2024. Um, According to Travel Advisors, 2024 is shaping up to be another strong year for bookings. In a survey of more than 200 agents, part of Travel Age West's Need to Know series, 74% of respondents said 2023 was either very or somewhat strong compared to 2022, and a slightly higher number, 82%, feel very or somewhat optimistic about 2024. And someone we all know and love named Teresa Chu Bermudez is quoted in this article as saying, my agency had its best sales year ever in 2023. She said, based on the inquiries we're receiving, I'm very optimistic that we will do even better in 2024, not only in terms of sales, but also in the way we work with clients. We spent this year tweaking our boundaries and workflow so that we can work sustainably in 2024 and beyond. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a really important part for me, uh, at least in this year, I know for you as well, and a lot of other advisors I've spoken to, is to constantly improve our systems and the way we do our jobs. Because I feel like every year you encounter new and different challenges that kind of force you into revisiting how you have been doing business. And so I feel like that's what... That's what I've been working on this year. And I know it will never end because you're always looking to improve. But I also want to set a good example too for my associate advisors where I'm like, I don't want you to burn out the way that I burnt out. So yeah, here, here are my suggestions of what I'm doing. There are some great statistics in here. So it says a third of advisors say 2023 exceeded expectations while another 11% feel it far exceeded expectations And about a third say it was below expectations. Advisors also report that family travel and celebration travel performed best in 2023, followed closely by cruises and river cruises. Both travel types exceeded their expectations. In terms of destinations, the top sellers in 2023 included, in order, USA and Canada, the Caribbean, Europe, Mexico, and Hawaii. In 2024, advisors expect the order to shift a bit to USA and Canada, Europe, the Caribbean, Hawaii, and Mexico. So same destinations, just slightly different in order. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to quote Chu Bermudez. She said, (laughs) honeymoons and anniversary trips were the top travel types for me in 2023, and Europe and Japan continued to be my best-selling destinations. Both ocean and river cruises did really well for our agency overall, with more cruises on the books for us in 2024. My goal in 2024 is to shift my personal bookings to Australia, New Zealand, South America, Africa, and Southeast Asia. However, I have a feeling that Europe, Mexico, and the Caribbean will continue to remain the top destinations overall in the industry. Despite the strong year, the large majority of advisors, 80%, did not hire anyone in 2023, 
And a similar number, 74%, say they did not expand their business in other ways. That trend seems like it will continue next year. More than two-thirds, 68% of agents do not expect to hire anyone or expand their business in 2024. I know for the this two of us- surprising for not, me. That is not the case. Right, right. Yeah. And working um, with I, advisors in a consulting capacity, like this mm-hmm. statistic, it surprises me. But I guess the people that seek me out are that 20 to 26% who are looking right. to expand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you have added to your agency. I've added to mine. And I will probably do so again next year. Um, not a crazy amount, but still, I feel like depending on what your business plans and goals are, You're doing it in a really smart way, Teresa, because you are the foundation of the business, but as you're getting inquiries for things that are not your specialty, you are bringing on people who can serve clients in those ways. And even though it's a slow build, I think it's like you've done it perfectly, in my opinion. Oh, I appreciate that. But that means a lot coming from you, Corrine. (laughs) I always want to impress you. And that's not me joking around. Like, that's for real. (laughs) Are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. I can tell this one's going to be a mess with the way my mouth is working today. It's time for (laughs) excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, after less than a year of paying commission on non-commissionable fares to travel advisors, Norwegian Cruise Line has announced it will be sunsetting the program at the end of next year's wave season. Another one from them says that Avalon Waterways has named actress and comedian Sherry O'Terry as the godmother of its next river ship, Avalon Allegria. She will officially welcome and name the ship when it debuts on the Douro River in March 2024. Travel Weekly reports that JetBlue has launched its first service to Belize, becoming the only airline flying to the Central America destination from New York JFK. And JetBlue has become the fifth U.S. carrier to announce plans to fly into the Tulum airport on Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. An article from Travel Pulse says that cruisers hoping to get approved for global entry, the federal program that allows travelers to go through customs more quickly, can now complete the process at Port Miami. Earlier this month, U.S. Customs and Border Protection staffers opened a global entry enrollment center at Port Miami. The travelers can now make appointments for help filling out their applications, as well as completing the in-person interviews required for enrollment in the program. AFAR reports that a new program called Screening at Speed will allow TSA PreCheck members to screen their own carry-on bags with little to no assistance from TSA officers and promises to make the security process much faster. According to Travel Agent Central, Brazil has officially launched the platform through which citizens of the United States, Canada, and Australia can obtain their electronic visa to enter the country. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. Travelers are unfazed by economic pressures in 2024. Travel insurance provider World Nomads teamed up with Adventure Travel to survey their combined communities about their travel intent for 2024. The top line, 96% of respondents said they plan to travel in 2024. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. 
We'll see you all next week. Bye.